0: Talk about it. All these my mind. We gotta talk about hey. it. Yeah Whoa. man, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here at KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to the Danny Morrison show. The whole nine of the nighttime, right at nine. Yeah, it's Halloween night. The annual event where children from all walks of life dress up in their favorite characters and go door-to-door asking for candy from the residents in their neighborhoods. Believe it or not, trick-or-treating started way back in the 15th century when members of the impoverished would go door-to-door offering their prayers in exchange for cookies. A tradition that has metamorphosed into the fun times children are sharing as we speak. Halloween night. Uh, The night where black churches from all over the country this past weekend wrestle over whether ghouls and goblins should be able to take center stage within the confines of their establishment. Knowing that they've been preaching about the dangers of allowing those same apparitions a space in your lifestyle all year long. Harvest festival it is! And Halloween night! Uh, The holiday where my beautiful mom would never allow for us to decorate the Morrison household with imagery dedicated to remembering the dead and the dearly departed but had no problem stealing every caramel and Snickers bar once we got home from trick-or-treating because that's when her sugar rush party got started. I see you, Wilma. But tonight, my wonderful Danny Mo Show listeners, my mom isn't in the best of emotional condition this moment. As you all know, I'm always open and honest with all of you every single night I hit this microphone, and tonight will be no exception. We found out some news just yesterday that has sent the family into a tailspin, and we are still trying to collect ourselves and figure out what comes next. The news delivered to us was, my sister is dead. Yes, Zabraya Morrison, also known as Z, the youngest of the Morrison children, has passed away. Some of you might recall my story about my sister who had been in a head-on collision in a two-lane highway a decade ago and lived to tell the story. She had actually gone on to continue her life post-collision and recovery and was seemingly past the worst of things sans a few public setbacks. But to be honest, the details are still trickling in from the authorities back in my hometown of Bakersfield, but it appears as though her death may or may not have been tied to the aforementioned tragedy. But as more information becomes available to me, I will be sure to share it with anyone that may be inquiring. And to the people in Bakersfield that are obviously listening to the show as we speak and bombarding my text messages and DMs with love and condolences from all day to date, I appreciate all of you reaching out and checking in on the Morrison family. You are appreciated. And this whole experience reminded me of how many people I know that have lost someone over the last 24 months or so. Over 1 million people have died from the coronavirus since the pandemic began in 2020. Nearly a quarter million in 2022 alone. Thousands have been shot and killed right here in the city of Los Angeles with our city recording through October 1st. According to the LAPD CompStat data, there have been 304 homicides here in LA. That's the exact number of victims as last year at this point. We've also lost countless hip-hop MCs over the last couple of years, and the imminent release of Wakanda Forever continually reminds me that we lost Chadwick, Kobe, and Nipsey all within a 12-month span. And I personally lost three friends to suicide over the last 36 months myself. And all of these losses have... Uh, leave behind thousands of family members and friends and co-workers and business partners and fans and more that are still trying to process losing someone that meant so much to them. And it made me wonder how people cope after losing someone so suddenly when that person that they love so much is gone in an instant. You see, if someone you love comes down with a debilitating illness, watching their deterioration is painful to witness, but at least you got some ample time to share time and sentiments with them during the final leg of the journey. Or if you lose a grandparent, you hate to see them go. But at least you could cherish the moments you had with them knowing that you spent practically your entire life being around them. But when someone is taken in an instant, it has to be more difficult. Because you wake up in the morning as if it's a regular day, you jump in the shower, get dressed for work or school, head out the door towards your destination, knowing that, not knowing that you will never see that person again. And it reminded me of a tragedy that took place back in my hometown in 2017. That changed my life watching it all unfold. For those that have never heard this story, here's what happened. As I've mentioned on this show before, over the last few years... I've tried to strengthen my relationship with jesus christ i am under perpetual spiritual construction i'm a flawed follower of christ i've always prayed that god would be pleased with my willingness to perform his work throughout the community as i methodically work towards living my life in his image and i got a long way to go trust and believe just when i thought my actions were better synchronizing with christian doctrine a tragic Local event occurred that forced me to reexamine whether or not I truly and really knew Jesus. I felt that I needed a lobotomy from the Lord, if you will. I witnessed the true personification of God's grace in this incident, and I couldn't identify with it. Back in February of that year, a precious five-year-old boy named Kason lost his life to gun violence. Upon hearing about the shooting, my thoughts and prayers immediately went towards the family. One would assume that losing a family member so tragically could only lead to anger, that the termination of a life so young could only bring rage and frustration and a search for retribution. A slow trek through my social media on the night of the tragedy found posts ranging from, I would finally kill that SOB at home, my job, or, Man, Bakersfield going to hell in a handbasket. The devil's mission appeared to have been accomplished beyond his wildest dreams. This cat had managed to further segment a community coming off one of its worst homicidal years ever. The long-term outlook from our most visible community advocates was pretty bleak, and I even found myself starting to believe that my hometown had officially jumped the shark of morality. Were we at the point of no return? The devil was dancing in the dark. Make no mistake about it. That is, until I heard that child's father, Brian Guyton. Speak. Scrolling down my Facebook timeline, I came across a short video of a father at peace. Recording from the front of the hospital, he offered his forgiveness for the person that had taken his child. Listen.
1: No ill will. Forgiveness is key. Forgive, forgive, forgive. No matter what it is, how big, how small, there's no measurement on sin at all, period. And if God forgave us, we got to extend that same thing, okay?
0: Wait, what? Forgive, forgive, forgive. This man who had just witnessed the death of his five-year-old angel was offering up forgiveness to the killer for the action. He even spoke of a greater purpose in being honored and privileged for this situation to be brought into his life. He believed as a minister himself, God was trusting him with that situation. He believed that he would be forever changed from that event, and it made me cry like a newborn baby. How can a man who had just lost his son so horribly stand before the public offering forgiveness? How can a man show love toward a person whose act of sin forever changed the trajectory of his and his family's life because of God's grace, man? That's And I wanted some of it so badly. And real talk, I need some of that tonight. Imagine this, you're going about your everyday life. Your child is healthy and happy. You envision him graduating, going to college, establishing a great career, meeting the love of his life and producing for you some beautiful grandbabies, huh? And someone takes him away. The thing you hold nearest and dearest to your heart. Chances are high that your heart would turn black with fury You'd be facing night after night crying in a fetal position. you start to question the direction of God's plan. Maybe even start to question his existence entirely. What this man of God showed me is that God sends us inspiration by means of his angels. And that beautiful little boy was an angel incarnate. As a matter of fact, we got that audio? Okay a month later he was interviewed by the local news and gave a powerful message on what types of people are needed for us all to change our respective communities i don't have that audio see if i could get it to you later you want to give it a try we'll we'll try later okay but uh i want to thank that beautiful little boy casen for and his father brian for recalibrating the relationship between another little boy and his father Me and Jesus Christ. Just when I thought I knew God. They both showed me and others that we really need to get to know him. In conclusion, there was another black man that lost someone close to him back in August of 2021. Some of you might recall comedian Tony Baker's son, Syrian. Serene. Is it Serene? I think it's Serene, right? Being taken from this earth in a tragic car accident with his friends Jaden and Natalie. The car was involved in a high-speed street race when it hit the one Serene was traveling in, causing the trio to be ejected from the vehicle. All three died of multiple blunt force injuries. And just like Brian Guyton, Tony Baker took to social media to give us all a little taste of God's grace from his standpoint to words that I immediately added to my lifelong lexicon. Listen,
2: as when you're grieving and people want to give their condolences and talk to you, I then have to relive everything again. Like if you call me, you haven't talked to me since I lost my son. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, this, that, and the third, this, that, and the third. How you feeling? I now have to go back into kind of recap mode or just like, I have to go right back there. So it's, and you got to think you're not the only person that's calling me or contacting me. So it's just like, it's a lot. So it's not, it's not me like, you know, want to avoid the conversation or anything like that. But a lot of times when when we offer our condolences or like, I'm sorry for your loss. And like, you know, when we were, we were doing fine for the day and then you come in like, oh, listen, man, it was just, it's so, now we going right back into the into the place that we're trying to, that we're trying to dwell in and deal with in the best way we can in order to make it through each day. So when people have lost somebody super close to them we, we know you care. We know you care. You come in with the hug. You linger in the hug. But we, after that, you can just let them have the floor. Mm. If the floor consists of them talking about something else, that's fine. If the floor consists of them being angry, that's fine. If the floor consists of them being at peace, that's fine. If the floor consists of them crying, that's fine. But let them control the floor. And you just be there to support whatever they're doing. If they're laughing and joking, throw your jokes in and laugh as well. If they're angry, just be there to listen. You know what I'm saying? If they, if they, if they cry, just hold them real quick. That's all you got to do. Just, just take their lead. Whenever you're dealing with people that have suffered profound loss, let them take the lead. As long as they're not hurting themselves.
0: Let them have the floor. That's a word right there. I want to offer my condolences to anyone listening that has lost someone. They say that tears of God's gift to us are holy water. They heal us as they flow. It's okay to cry. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. In conclusion, his word of advice to all of you that I've learned through the years and have adopted it as a way of life. Before you leave someone, always tell that person that you love them. Man, Look them in the eye, kiss them goodbye, and always tell those people that you are inspired by how much you care for them. Because today could be the last day they walked this earth, man. It could. Or the last day you walked this earth. It could. And you would hate to be in a position where you never got to tell them how much you love them. Spread the love, share the love, because it's always expected of us from the man up above. But that's just me. Tell me what you think, ally. Have you also been impacted with a lot of death around you over the last few years? Have you lost someone recently? How did you handle things? Is this something that ever goes away? And should we even want it to? And what was your coping mechanism? Do you believe in seeking counseling or therapy after suffering a tragic loss? And what advice would you give to someone that may have just lost a family member or friend? And by the way, I'm honored to have this conversation with the woman set across from me. Right now, holler at your boy. Your voice is changed. change. Your voice is the community. Your voice is on one 809 1580 one 920 1580 You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your App Store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments, and I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms too. Plus, me and my nighttime partner in crime, Robin Ayers, will take your comments via the ecosystem of the social network check this out when we come forward i will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation tonight is tough i here for all of us we are only granted 100 years on this earth if we're lucky and too many of our lives are being cut short these days especially us black people for various reasons but we got to find ways to cope that's why the seven series tonight is seven words of advice for those who recently lost someone once again, it goes without saying that I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but when we lose someone close, there are a few immediate actions I need to take, and we all need to take, to keep ourselves sane in this crazy world. I will share them with you tonight. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580.
3: We got a lot to talk about. Let's ride. Right. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, from to nighttime. like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Now I'm not here to tell you how to think, but I am here to tell you what to think about. We black in the spot. Another episode of The Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. First on the scene, so first is so queen. Let's check in with the queen. Nah, I mean, hit it at it. Come on, let's go. Cheese what we got? What? your queen who's also cheating on me, me. <laughs> i saw you and old eric bella jones <laughs> <laughs> i said yeah she's just ragging him up her bed post is like so many Cut not- that out
4: danny i'm just saying
0: <laughs> how you doing today
4: <laughs> i'm doing well thank you so much yeah you're right i definitely had a time <laughs> mm, <laughs> we had a time just
0: giggly i said you know what i step away for one <laughs> minute Who's the next man going to come up in there and just woo my lady away from me?
4: <laughs> you are too much. Uh, <laughs> so I'm
0: assuming that's the Raw Report tonight.
4: The Raw Report is definitely... I, I'm such a fan of of Eric Bellinger. If you don't know, he is a Grammy Award winning singer, songwriter. He's a talent. Oh, my. It's Eric Bellinger is... You know, and I, I I call him underrated even though he is highly rated with uh, so many people in the industry, Usher, Chris Brown. I mean, you name it. He's the one who started that Tiny Desk Challenge.
0: Matter of fact, I remember you said that Brandy is your favorite singer, favorite singer. Mm. That's true with Eric Bellinger, too, I bet.
4: Mm. I bet
0: if a lot of these male R&B singers said, who's your favorite singer, his name would come up.
4: He because he isn't he's actually really incredible as a vocalist,
0: mm-hmm. you know, That's so sing. he
4: can he can really, really sing. So, I mean, definitely not only his writing skills, clearly that he was he, he co-wrote um, so many of Chris Brown's and Usher's music and mm-hmm. um, so many other artists, by the way. I, I had a, 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 a playlist going on of Eric Bellinger and I was just like, man, he's worked with a ton of people.
0: Mm-hmm. So
4: anyway, um, we got a chance to talk about that spirituality, um, family, a lot of different things. So that'll be on The Rob Report tonight.
0: He knows how to make a lovemaking song, doesn't he? He he,
4: he, <laughs> he, he, he does he, he does yeah, that. It. He does that, yeah.
0: yeah. Eric Bellin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little bit of love making music from Mr. Eric Bellin, Jack, I promise you that. <laughs> make sure you guys checking that out. That's The Rob Report coming up. Don't forget, in the third hour, we might bring you a few more of the upon further review clips that you all have sent us on the past few days. Clips that extend the conversation on some of the topics we've touched on recently on The Danny Mo Show tonight. The first clip is from chameleon there. have y'all seen that video
4: i don't think i have
0: with him talking about the music injury uh, music injury yeah uh, freudian slip uh industry is set up to rip off the artists
4: mm, okay. and he got out of
0: his deal because he kind of you know put a put a light in the face of his record company oh wow he bricks it down and i, I can't wait for y'all oh, to that's hear. good Okay. fantastic the second clip is from an avid listener named maya may i see you maya appreciate you I believe she's still with the Lincoln Project. She had a clip with a gentleman named David Pepper who was illustrating how we need to raise hell when something is amiss. Fascism and authoritarianism is becoming normalized in this country, and he makes a great correlation with something that we used to raise hell over, but it became normalized, and he breaks it down with a great illustration. Mm. I'm going to bring you that. And the last clip is still regarding braids. I was going to do it last week. <laughs> I was on vacation, and I was showing off you know, showing off my braids. Wasn't no thirst trapping <laughs> or nothing. Shit. <laughs> Shut shut, shut <laughs> your right. mouth. Yeah, right. Right now. <laughs> what more
4: do you want?
0: Saying, what more do you want from me? <laughs> A woman sent me this clip after seeing my hairstyle on Instagram and uh, told me that the style I wear holds historical significance. Her words. So, uh all the way back to our beloved enslaved people. Pretty interesting, but is it true? I'll bring you that as well. Upon further review clips, All coming up in the third hour after the Raw Report, in the meantime and in between time. Make sure you like and uh, follow us on all socials. Like, share, comment. Most importantly, tell your friends and family. Do the same. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And YouTube, too. Also remember to download our KBLA app to gain even more access to us. You can stream KBLA live. You can use the open mic feature to speak about whatever you want to talk about. And we just might play it over the air. That's the new KBLA app exclusively from KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. By the way, for those unaware right now, we are streaming Live on YouTube as we speak. If you want to see our ugly faces, (laughs) head to YouTube, the KBLA page, KBLA Talk 1580 on YouTube. And you can see us now every single night. Danny Moe Show live streaming. Get there and check us out. You can also comment as well. And uh, once again, I want to celebrate our incredible four weeks of KBLA's first exclusive series, Agenda for America, an African-American perspective, which were broadcast all throughout the month of October, four consecutive weeks, four all-star panels, and four essential conversations. And this week, we finish out the series with another heater. Heater, Agenda for California, an African-American perspective, moderated by KBLA Talk 1580's own Chief National Affairs Analyst, Dr. Nii Cordelai-Cortez. Host of a More Perfect Union every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon on this very network. His amazing array of guest panelists include Shirley Weber, California State, California Secretary of State, excuse me, uh, Holly Mitchell, Chair of the L.A. County Board of Supervisors, Isaac Bryan, California Assembly Member of the 54th District, LaFonza Butler, President of Emily's List, Tony Thurmond, uh, California State Superintendent of Public Instruction, and Paul Henderson. Director of the San Francisco Department of Police Accountability. Black excellence is abound, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This Thursday, November the 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. For more information, head to the KBLA socials for downloading information to get caught up on the best conversations concerning black America in the country. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Executive produced by Tavis Smiley. It's Agenda for California. An African-American perspective exclusively from KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about, but tonight... We're discussing how to cope wherever, whenever we lose someone. And does it take some divine intervention to stay on the right emotional path? And what stops you from following in the devil's footsteps when we come forward? The perfect person to answer these questions. Robin S. We will talk about it on the other side. 1-800-920. We'll take your phone calls as well. For Q, I see you. one 1580 Danny Morrison Show. KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, 1580,
0: 1580, 1580. You were checking out the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA my Talk 1580, we in and he gangs leaning with DRS 19. <laughs> oh. Right, over.
4: Okay. I'm
0: going go 94. I'm going 94.
4: You we going 94? 94.
0: What we got? Lower, God.
4: 93? It has to be
0: 93.
4: 93. 93, okay. Mm.
0: Wow. Tried wow. to get that one. Uh, but we go to you, Ms. Robin Ayers. Mm. So tell us. I asked on the other side, I'll ask you once again to reset the topic. We're discussing how to cope whenever we lose someone, and does it take some divine intervention to stay on the right emotional path, and what stops you from following in the devil's direction, Ms. Robin
4: Ayers? What do you think? Mm. Mmm. This is you know what this is strange it's because it, I see it two different ways mm. um one it's funny because I've arrived at this place bef- after my brother passed away
5: mm. by the
4: way my brother was the first time I've experienced real real tragedy mm. and and someone so profoundly that I love so so profoundly has passed away mm my stepfather of course was another a couple of years ago but my brother um it was sudden it was so i've experienced both in that remember you were you were talking about when someone is ill you at least have a you know somewhat of a time to prepare mentally yeah. for that and although you hate to see the demise of that person um so i've experienced that and i've experienced sudden death but i've arrived at this space be uh, after my brother's passing which is now there is such a thing as um preparing your mind to know that we are on borrowed time Oof. to know that you don't belong to me mm. right you know we we are lent to each other and mm. that we really belong to god you know god has has brought us here for a certain amount of time that he sees fit for us to accomplish a certain thing a certain purpose we get attached. I mean, this kind of goes back to relationships and things that we talk about. Mm. That actually, that that relationship is not just, you know, man and woman, wife, husband. It's not just that. It is actual, like, siblings and, and friends mm. and parents and everything. We have a tendency to take on this ownership of people. And mm. when you own something, it that's why it's hard for people to detach because you're like, that's mine. Right. You can't leave. You know, how dare you leave? And it's, it's a... um you know, it's a it's a sort of entitlement sort of ownership thing there. But if we just understood that all of us are are operating on borrowed time, all of us are are here to fulfill something in our own lives. Our journey is ours and ours alone. Mm. So whoever we are, whoever's in our lives, it's like a privilege to be with you for that amount of time. Word of the night right there. It is honestly just a pri- – so that's how we have to treat people. We have to treat people like it's a privilege to sit with them, to speak with them, to hug them, to 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 encounter them every single time that we encounter them. Mm. And then anything past that is really a blessing. And so if we begin to to live in that space in our mind when it comes to everybody that we deal with, especially those who, who you love mm. – Then not to say it won't be painful, not to say that you won't still grieve the process. It'll just be it'll be less because you begin to go with the flow of what's happening in the world. You'll be going to go with the flow of what's happening like God's plan almost. Mm. But it's when we get into that resistance, that resistance is like, you know, telling you your mind, this this thing or this person that left is is mine. Um, You can't let that go. It hurts. You can't let that go. And it and it takes for you to get into a mindset of just understanding that you you've left and I was I was privileged to spend the time with you that I did.
0: That is such the term of the night. We're gonna to toss that out multiple times. Mm-hmm. I think where people struggle with it is when it comes to your child.
4: Absolutely.
0: We've talked yeah. enough about, you know, the circle of life and, and if everything remains intact, you're supposed to bury your parents. Mm-hmm. So when people are so distraught when your mom dies or your dad dies, it's like You know, that's supposed to happen. Yeah. It may not happen at the length of time that you would like it to. Yeah. But if the circle of life remains intact, you're supposed to bury your parents by the end of your life. Mm -hmm. But when you bury your child, they say it is the worst pain a human being can feel is to bury your own. But if we have entitlement to anything, we think the one thing is our child.
5: Yeah.
0: And knowing that my mom, who is like one of the, I've said multiple times she's the strongest Christian I've ever met in my life. She mm-hmm. won't dial a phone number if it's got three sixes in it. Like mm-hmm. real talk, my mm-hmm. mother's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Burying a child, especially when you rely on God so much, I don't know how moms and and dads too make them, no, but moms mm-hmm. that gave birth to these children, mm-hmm. I don't know how moms cope when they bury yeah. a child they gave birth
4: to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've 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 seen it firsthand. And I'll never forget my husband, Robbie, telling me, he said, your mom is the strongest woman Mm. I've ever met in my life. And so he then was able to see where I get my optimism from, my positivity from. And uh, coping, coping is one thing. The healing process is another, right? Coping to me is like you're dealing with it. And not that it's wrong because you you have to cope with different things, right? Right. what my mom has shown me was something different. Now, either she's put on a very good show
0: <laughs> or But that's part of it too, right?
4: Um Sometimes I, you
0: got to put on a brave face, right?
4: I don't think with the ones you really love. Okay. I don't think with the ones who are truly closest to you that you that you have to put on. Okay. I don't I think we should all be able to at least let our 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 hair down with the people who are closest to us, right? Mm. Um so I am not sure that 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 she's put it on a front, but She's experienced her brother's death. My mm. aunt and my and my mom, uh, their brother also passed away, and she experienced her son's death. Mm. And so, uh, and then my grandmother, of course, experienced her son's death. Right, <sighs> and so it, it's sort of that that you know, I, I I hate to say it, and I you know I'm I don't believe that it's like a generational thing. I don't believe that, but. I saw how my mother handled. I was sitting there, right there with her when she got the news about my brother, and we both, you know, were holding hands. And I, and of course, it's a shock. It's something you don't want to hear. It's uh, something that you'll have to deal with. But to see her go from that to, in a, a week or two weeks' time, be back on her feet, back at work, be, you know, not not happy, but you know, she there's a sense of like a, a healing and a. Um, and, and what is the word when you're going with it? Um, acceptance. And acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance. Yeah. That's. I think that's the word.
0: Which is number one on my seven series. We'll get to in a second. That's here, so
4: good. I think that's what it is. Y-
0: you have to accept it, Yeah.
4: Because
0: you play the whole shoulda, would coulda game in your head yep. a million times. What if I had just called? Him? What if I had kept in contact? What if? I, and it's like, if mm-hmm. you you will drive yourself bananas if yep. you live your life that way. Yeah. And if you believe as I believe, you're going to see him again.
4: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just knowing that um, there was a purpose for your loved one being here. Mm. And, you know, maybe even a purpose when they are gone. Yeah. Someone told me that uh, when my brother passed, it's always stuck with me. That's a it's nugget. Like,
0: wow. You're going to be nugget heavy tonight. I can tell. <laughs> you didn't already drop four of them. We just done. one 800 920 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, I will give you the 7 Series for Ron. I'm trying to get to you. I'm sure we will. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. To nighttime. Nighttime. Like George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. We'll talk real-time the gospel truth you're listening to the danny morrison show on kbla talk 1580
0: let's not even waste any more time let's jump right to the seventh series andy let's go come on
3: one topic seven answers, seven answers. it's time for the seventh series on kbla talk 1580 we've got a
0: lot to th- Seven words of advice for those who recently lost someone. We just talked about it. Accept it. I know that it's easy to roll it around in your head a thousand times and play the shoulda, woulda, coulda game with yourself, but that'll drive you insane. It happened. It's final. And the sooner you accept it, the sooner you can move toward healing. And healing should always be the end goal. That is the first word of advice for those who recently lost someone. Mm. Here's number two. Do not resort to violence or retaliation. Look, that's a tough one, okay? Especially when you know what happened. You know who did it. And the worst part is, justice may not be served in this situation because no one is willing to come forward on your family member's behalf. But you may not even want to worry about or rely on American justice. You know about that street justice, which always carries a penalty of corporal punishment or death in your courtroom. But you cannot think that way. Violence is never the answer. And that is the second word of advice for those who recently lost someone.
4: Mm.
0: What stops someone from going, I'll take care of this
4: myself? Yeah. I mean, nothing really stops you. You you just got to, yeah. Hopefully, any anybody who would be on the brink of doing something like that would... Um, stop themselves if they have something to live for you mm-hmm. know because it you just gotta think you getting retaliation is just uh setting yourself up for for you something else happening to you and if you have kids or you have you know family people who love you then you know you're just gonna cause more pain and keep the cycle going you know
0: that's what I tell these young cats sometimes like uh they go, I got to gotta take care of this. That was my boy. Mm-hmm. It's like, so let me get You going to go to jail or lose your life. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to inflict the same pain that that family's going through mm-hmm. to your family.
4: For a boy who's not coming back.
0: Where, how, where do you win? Yeah. Here's number three. Seek the comfort of family and friends. You can't always be the rock of the family, y'all. It gets tiring, doesn't it? As the old Bill Withers classic so eloquently states, we all need somebody to lean on. Reach out to those that you can depend on for comfort, those that will lend an ear. You can't keep that emotion all bottled up inside. It's not good for the heart or for the soul. That is the third word of advice for those who recently lost someone. Not everybody got that family, though, Rub. Mm. Not everybody got them friends that you can actually talk to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your friends will be telling you, "You need to go do something." Mm. What What happens in that case?
4: I I'm of a certain kind of, of belief, though. I believe that even when, um you know, God will replace you, will replace all those things that you've lost. So even if they're people, they might be parents or siblings or friends, that God will give you somebody mm. in their place. So I think if we open our eyes and oftentimes you'll see that it's not that no one is around you who really cares. It's you who don't want to open up around people. You don't yeah. want to be the one to, you know, maybe you have issues and you're just like. You know, you have a wall up, so you don't you don't choose to trust any of the people around you. But God gives you people. Mm. That's what life is about.
0: And maybe they won't tell you what you want to hear. You know Mm -hmm. how it is. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't be. I don't want to hear that right now. I'm hurting. I don't want to hear that. Yep. Yep. Here's number five. Stay busy. Keep going. Keep pushing sitting around will only lead to wallowing around in your pain yeah make time to grieve but don't allow the grief to overcome you so much that you can no longer function find something worthwhile that will give your mind time to assess the situation in a more healthy fashion and come to it when you're ready that is the fifth word of advice for those who recently lost Mm -hmm. amen and amen here's number six seek counseling Ooh, that's a that's a cuss word in the black community huh (laughs) Counseling, therapy, psychologists, mental health, medication, as an already historically traumatized people, when we encounter even more personal trauma, it is imperative that we seek out professional help. Nervous breakdowns are real. Emotional ones are, too. And a lot of the time, it's because we refuse to do what we need to do when the emotional bill is due. You know when you need some professional help, go talk to somebody, not now, but right now. And that is the sixth word of advice for those who recently lost someone. I tell people everybody should go talk to somebody. Because mm. they think that you, you know, you got to be crazy or yeah. you got to be having a nervous break. Everybody at some point in your life, mm. not your pastor either, mm. someone a professional.
4: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, Zoe actually said something before. Zoe Williams from uh, Voice of Reason. He said something that I thought was powerful that I think that there needs to be um, sort of a. Uh, intersection of spirituality and people who have like the technical uh, ability right so these um, these doctors and therapists or whatever who may have the skill to kind of get you through, they don't know anything about that spiritual, right. uh, you know, to how to deal with you spiritually. But pastors and everything don't don't have the technical ability, but they have the right. spiritual side. So we need sort of that intersectionality where I feel like that would be sort of the perfect person. But I mean, and they're out there, but it doesn't mean anything. You should still go seek out the person. And even if it takes a couple people, you might find yourself mm-hmm. going through a few, few therapists until you find the right one. I do believe that. Somebody's out there.
0: Well said. Voice of reason. 7 to 9 p.m. every single weeknight. And lastly, uh, coincidentally, number seven is seek God.
4: Mm. Yeah. Period. Always.
0: Look, I I praise him in the sun. I praise him in the storm. And I've been telling people all day, man, God is real in my life. So you ain't got to worry Mm -hmm. about me. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to worry about my family.
4: Have you thought about this? Like the fact that God is in us, Mm -hmm. right? God is within us. And that means to me that uh yeah, we can speak to God, but sometimes if you sit with yourself, mm. you are talking with God. Come you on. You sit with yourself, you reflect with yourself, you think, you um you pray. you, you know, and in prayer to me doesn't necessarily mean you gotta be out speaking out, you ain't gotta be speaking in tongues, you ain't gotta be holding other people's hands. You could just be sitting by yourself. And that alone is uh is a is a, an encounter with God. You know, and oftentimes when you're when you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself or praying within, meditating, all of those things, you're you're having this unspoken language, like the name of my book is called unspoken language, right? Mm. It is some it's a force. It is still a language that you will even hear back. You'll get your answers back. Mm. You'll feel at peace about certain things that you're that you're seeking. Um, but but I, I don't want people to think that it's this big holier than thou experience. And it doesn't have to be because God is always within you. God does not leave us. Mm. So we, if we can just sit there, that is some of the most beautiful time I've ever spent in my life is with myself because God, I know that God is there with me. God is in me. And so me having that experience to myself has healed me mm. in a lot of different ways because I'm hearing exactly the things that I need to hear. And, and it's and if, and if he's within you, you're going to hear that voice inside of you come as well. On. You know?
0: What's funny is God's voice always sounds like us. Have you noticed Yeah, it? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. My God is sexy. By the way, I uh, love... My- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phones real fast. <laughs> Farron, give me your height, your color, and your hood, Farron. Oh, uh, Caramel Brown, 6'3",
1: Funtucky, man.
0: Funtucky checking in. Drop that. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? Take us to the top. We got about two minutes there
1: all right so two minutes man uh, um my dad passed into sleep on a saturday friday night saturday morning uh, we didn't find him until tuesday
0: mm. Total.
1: right so luckily i spent the first eight you know the uh, previous eight years reconciling my relationship from me to him so we were complete i had no resentment no regrets but my subconscious mind tried to tell me, "But you didn't talk to him before he passed." Mm. And what I did was going to God and praying. The Holy Spirit told me, "If you called him on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, he wasn't going to answer the phone because he was already gone." Mm. Look, so I've, I found peace in that.
0: I eventually. But lastly, times. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Lastly, I
1: want to say this before I go. Mm-hmm. What what I got from going to grievance classes and, and development classes, but from church, from the Bible, God heals temporarily, and He heals permanently. And God healed my dad permanently. And that has given me peace from when I hear people die and pass away. We only get opinions. We get no say-so, when, where, why, how people die. And we only get opinions. But if you believe in God and everything that's in that book, He heals temporarily and He heals permanently. And that's how I found my peace in my relationship to death.
0: Do you believe that you need God in your life to, uh, to ultimately find peace? Can an atheist find God, peace?
1: God is, the, God is the only person that can heal a broken heart. Education personal development can help you find the tools, but God is the only person that can heal a broken heart.
0: Mm. I appreciate the phone call, Ferron. Thanks for holding as long as you did, no too. Doubt. I appreciate you. Thank no you doubt. No doubt. Thank you. Robin, you buy that real quick? Mm. Only God can bring peace to someone's heart.
4: I do. I do. Because um, anyone who does not know God or have that relationship with God can't reconcile those things on their own. Mm. They can't reconcile. You need God in order to reconcile that.
0: And even if they don't think it's God.
4: Absolutely. It's He there. (laughs) It's God. Call it what you want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He there. Mm -hmm. Or she. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: News and traffic. Sorry, Q. I know you didn't like that. (laughs) I know Q didn't like that one. News and traffic right now. (laughs) The round Report. On the other side, Danny Morris, the show. KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about.
3: Don't move. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.
6: I'm Mike Island. Man, I tell you what, we be having all these conversations about
0: RB being dead and the whole nine, but we never give Eric Bellinger his props. Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. We cannot waste any time because we got a bomb interview right inside the raw report. Andy, drop it. Come on. Come on. It's the
7: queen of royal bags.
3: It's time for The Raw Report with Robin Ayers. Ayers. Highlighting people and things you should know about. From entrepreneurs and entertainers to money and meditation. Robin's got you covered. Get out of here. Follow Robin at Robin Ayers. (laughs) You're listening to The Raw Report on the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Robin's got a lot to talk talk about. about
4: You are inside The Raw Report. And you know what? As I always say, you guys, I'm so excited for my very special guest tonight, um, who is legitimately... No lie, one of my favorite R&B singers, not just for I'm not saying that because he's in the building. Okay, I'm saying that because of his style, his lyrics, his tone, his vocal ability and so much more. Um, He's also a family man. He's got a beautiful wife, talented wife, too. Um, Two amazing young boys. And you guys know him, of course, from not only his many hits that I was just banging all at the house today, too, uh, but also so, so many artists that he's worked with, including Usher and Chris Brown and 2 Chainz and Fetty Wap and the list goes on and on and on. Um, but he's also... Ah, uh, releasing some new music. Just released actually. Obsession with mega producer Hitmaker. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Please welcome Grammy Award winning singer songwriting Eric Bellinger Woo! to the rock Report. Hey. we're in the building. We building. In the building. How you doing today, man?
8: Doing great. Happy, happy to be here, for
5: sure. Yeah,
4: yeah. Definitely good to have you here. And I wasn't lying. Like, you're legitimately one of my favorites. Thank um you. I don't know how you do it. I, I don't... You always be like, it's easy. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I work hard at making it look easy.
4: That's... Okay. What, what is easy about no. what you do?
8: Nothing. <laughs> it's Keeping a, it's it a, real. You know, it is actually self-motiv- self-motivation for myself. Okay. Um... As well as just you know, inspired to be an inspiration. You know, like I said, work hard at making it look easy, and I've put in so many hours, and you know, have had so much repetition that now it's clockwork.
4: Mm, okay, that makes sense. That yes. makes sense. So it's actually not easy. It's, it's a little on the difficult side, but you've worked enough hours. Yes. To make it come easy to you. That's it. Can you answer this for me? Um, what's the what's the how would you describe? Um what the the connection i guess between music and Mm -hmm. spiritual like spiritual there's something that happens spiritually Mm -hmm. when you like when a good song comes on or if you want to change your mood Mm. i wonder if there's something in the process of what the artist goes through to deliver that to us but in your own words can you describe what that is for us
8: yeah you know how they say hurt people hurt people yeah yeah loved people love people You know, that one ain't as as, uh, prominent out there in the streets, (laughs) but I'm here to tell you that, you know, I sing from a place of truth, you know, and everything that I wear on my sleeves, I'm able to translate and articulate via MP3. I'm telling my story, um, letting people know how I feel. Um, I'm carving my own lane by just being true to me, you know, making love songs in a time where, you know, everybody ain't really on that, but... Um, just to inspire. Mm.
4: And speaking of love songs and R&B, you hashtag R&B is very alive. Yeah. Very alive. It, it really Not just is, alive. Though. Very <laughs> alive. That's important. You yeah. know, that's very important. Because um, obviously there was the big, big debate that R&B is dead or yeah. no longer alive. Um. I know I know Diddy or love kind of came with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but and people were were debating that online a lot. Do you at least understand the perspective of why people would say that R&B is mm-hmm. no longer alive?
8: Yeah, I get the perspective. Um it's not as promoted, it's not as pushed, it's not as mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um but there still are so many artists out there pouring there. Lives and hearts out into the music and coming with different marketing plans and coming with different, you know, videos and and rollout plans to, you know, just share what they love. But because, you know, rap has become the new pop, essentially, the songs can travel faster. There's more outlets for them. It's a lot easier to catch a quick hit. Mm -hmm. with a rap song as opposed to an R&B song it just takes a lot more love it takes a lot more nurturing a lot more push a lot more belief and people to believe first you gotta find people that believe in the vision and then you gotta have people Mm -hmm. that see your vision and can grab hold on it with you
4: so speaking of seeing your vision um there there must be a process to when you write for people or Mm -hmm. when you decide to collaborate with people or a producer um there's got to be something in you that says, you know, I hear a certain person working with me on this. Or is mm-hmm. is that the process? Because yeah. I'm not quite sure. Is that, is that how it goes?
8: It depends on who you are. A lot of times songwriters that are just songwriters and submitting songs, yes. Uh, for me, I love to write for the artists when they are there in the building.
4: Oh, okay. Like, All right.
8: If I'm writing for myself, that means there's no politics. I don't got to worry about nothing. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm writing with the other artists, it's a lot easier for them to connect with the song earlier in the process of creating it.
4: Oh, that makes sense. You
8: yeah. know, if they hear it when it's done, it's harder to, to give somebody your finished version mm. as opposed to them coming up with it and their vision being a part of the original
4: Right, exactly. Copyright. Exactly. Is it is it more pressure when you have artists that you're working for and they're yeah. present?
8: Oh, no, no. Maybe for most. Okay. But you see Curry out there when he's shooting and he's talking
4: around, he don't even look at it, go in.
8: That's my energy, personally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I definitely feel like when they there, I can look them in the eye. I can ask them questions. I can say, do you like this? Do you not like this? What are you thinking? What concept are we feeling today? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I got to try to tap into your mind without you being here. You know, now mm, yeah, I'm trying to say true. okay, they're probably in a love song mood and I might write a whole song and then as opposed to being there like, "Yo, so what's up? I think we should do a love song." This my journey ain't everyone else's journey. That's true. So I have to keep that in mind and like, you know, the more I have my vision, I think about it like they got their own vision too. Mm. So it's like, "Hey, what you on? What you going for for the next project?" You know, when I worked with um, Chris Brown, he had an album it was called Indigo that he knew the title of the album. But when we got in the studio that day, he was like I was like, Yo, do you got a song called Indigo? Do you got a title track? He was like, Nah. So I wrote Let's a song it. called Indigo. And he loved it. But I would have never done that at my house or my studio by myself. Exactly. I would have just wrote a random song what I think, you know, he might like as opposed to he might need.
4: Speaking of Chris Brown, he's gotta be, I'm I'm assuming, one of your favorites to record with.
8: Definitely, for sure.
4: What's the, the best memory you've had yeah. in studio? um is it just i i I need to know what the vibe is like is it is it like eric is like listen i gotta have the candles i gotta have the incense
8: it's different my studio yes i need candles i need (laughs) laser beam lights
4: Uh, okay i
8: need great vibes in the air and when i step into someone else's studio i'm quick to adapt and become a chameleon in their environment That's important. Yeah, it's like okay, what are we doing? Oh, that's oh, you playing Call of Duty? <laughs> I'm not playing on no Call of Duty <laughs> in my studio, you know what I mean? But when is he, when he's? Oh, I'm like okay, cool. I'm respectful to it's his turn on the game on the controller, and he's playing with people in London. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a totally different um, atmosphere when working. But I think you know when you're in those situations, you have to be equipped and be able to to fight during whatever type of combat.
4: Now that makes much sense. Uh, but speaking of Call of Duty, are you are you a um,
8: A gamer? I'm not a gamer. (laughs) I'm a real sports athlete. Sports athlete. I like to play football. I like to play baseball. I like to run track, play golf, the extreme sports. You know, I used to skateboard. I like swimming. But getting it on the controller doesn't quite give me the same fulfillment.
4: I feel that. Who's your team?
8: Rams, Lakers, Dodgers.
4: Oh, straight like that. It got
8: to be L.A. if you're from here. Anybody <laughs> doing anything other than that, why are we even friends? I
4: got to tell you, uh, last week I had uh, Clipper Darrow in here. Okay, okay, Clipper okay. Darryl Clippers is represent. different. Okay. <laughs> we can give you Clippers. We
8: can give you Clippers, too. It's yeah, just he L.A., through you know, represent.
4: angels. And we have, a, we have a solid, solid uh, station of L.A. Laker fans. And mm-hmm. so it was a whole big battle face-to-face. <laughs> right. And I was like, calm down, everybody. Yeah, calm right down. But you. it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, nah. All right, so... um. When we come forward, we are going to continue talking to Eric Bellinger. Don't, listen, don't sleep. Grammy award winning yeah, singer, songwriter. We're going to say that every single time. Come on now. We need uh, it. So you guys sit right there. Stay there because we'll be right back. That's uh, right. <laughs> it's KBLA Talk 1580.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From mid-day to nighttime. Like George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. 1880. What? Real talk, real time—the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
4: You are inside the Raw Report with again Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Eric Bellinger. I told you I'm gonna keep saying that. It's easy. It's, it's, it's easy. But am I saying it right though? It's easy. No. Yeah, it's quick, but it's slow. Do that. Do it. It's easy.
8: <laughs> it's easy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now you got it. It's a big
8: explosion on the E. You smooth it out with the Z.
4: I'm telling you, like it's something I've always wanted to say that you know, because I want to be <laughs> you down. You did it great. <laughs> it was a- you telling me this in my face. As soon as you get in the car, you be like, "Yo, like don't be doing me no, like that." That was no, nice. I'm gonna keep it
8: funky. I would have okay. you- gave you another tutorial, but
4: you knocked it out. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Knocked you. It out. Listen, Eric. I know that. Um, first of all, I got to give you props because I love the life that you lead you are um yes. not only a, an artist and creative but you have a a whole beautiful family out yes. here your beautiful beautiful wife lamaya mm-hmm. um your two amazing kids and yes. you be straight representing but i, I need to know is mm-hmm. there such a thing as balance when it comes to your life because you yeah. have a wife who is also in the entertainment field mm-hmm. and she understands i'm, yeah. a, I'm assuming what a, from one creative to another yep. how is that balance for you guys
8: It's perfect. It really is. Like, I think I've had my share of women that didn't do entertainment that maybe had, you know, another occupation. Mm -hmm. And. When it was time for me to get home at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. Yeah. It wasn't equating. It wasn't quite computing in their minds, (laughs) you know. And it would be arguments. Some would be understanding. Some wouldn't say nothing. But then it might get to be an argument, you know. Mm -hmm. But with her, it really is she sleep.
4: I'm sleep. (laughs) What you mean? Like Get home whenever you get home. (laughs) I'm here. I'm chilling. I'm
8: sleep, you know. Yeah. And that's just a small example of, you know, how... You know, she makes it easy for me, and mm-hmm. we wake up and we pray, and we wake up and oh, we, you know, read. We got the daily devotional joint that you know will always keep us on track. If it's mm-hmm. October thirty first. We know where we at. We right there. That's what we mm-hmm. got to read today. Yeah, you y'all know? was out
4: there last night, uh, Hollywood oh, yeah. trick or treating with the kiddos. <laughs> yep. I love I had that. Them,
8: had them going, and yeah. I think it's about remembering why. Remembering your why. You know, like I do it for them. Like mm-hmm. everything that would be from music is for me. You know, mm. and it's kind of like uh, we'll get to that for sure yeah, as yeah. long as everything is good at home. So, you know, as long as my boys is ex- extremely happy to see me when I get home, you know, that lets me know that I do do a great job when I am there.
4: I absolutely love that. And listen, um, you are, I think you and I have some similarities when it comes to um, meditation, manifestation. Yeah. I think yeah. you've manifested the life that you have now. Yeah. Um, And it's funny, I came across a story. We ain't got to get into it. Uh-huh. It's on his Instagram if you yes. want to check it out. But yes. uh, you had a story with Miss Diddy. And how you um how she helped you out in your life and I know that you probably had angels along your journey who yes. came in and like helped bless your life. For sure. Right I did. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um tell me about that that manifestation process yeah. and um how maybe you've yeah. manifested really yeah. where you are today.
8: Yeah, so I mean I grew up in church, like without a doubt. I was a baby being raised up in an air like Simba when I got dedicated, <laughs> I you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like that type of you know God fearing man, you know. So that has stuck with me to this day, train up a child vibes, and I incorporated um, things in addition to my faith instead mm, of just okay. believing God to do it. I believed in myself that I could do it too. I <sighs> believe that if you attach feet to your faith, you get a lot further. Than somebody who just believes.
4: Okay. Hold on. Don't make me throw this microphone. Wait. You said. Hold on. You said. Attach feet to your faith. Yo. I am. Hey.
8: Walk
5: it like I'm, I'm talking, taking hey,
8: that. I'm going to
4: give you credit. But I'm going to take it. I'm. That's a that's quote good. right there. That's good.
8: Yeah. Because. You know. I think we as believers. Mm-hmm. You know. We just say. God is going to do it. God is going to bring me through. God is able. But. If you don't actually make a schedule Mm
6: -hmm. if you don't incorporate
8: a to-do list if you don't find a team that can help you get to where you need to go and if you don't show your team and lead your team by example where you guys are trying to go nothing will happen you'll always be stagnant keeping your faith in god
4: Okay, so, you are super, so really what you're trying to do is be out here preaching. Uh, All I'm saying,
8: <laughs> you got to do it.
4: Yeah, it's up to word. you
8: in real life, everybody out there. Yeah, it's it's, really that's, really a, that's
4: a word. Um, so speaking of that... Your legacy now, and your wives, your family. um I see y'all out here building this legacy for your family. Y'all yeah. just closed on another house.
5: Yes, you out crazy. here
4: doing business, yes. right? So where do you want to take it from mm-hmm. here? What is what is? Yeah. um I know music is right now, and it's what you love, and you'll mm-hmm. probably always do it because you're yeah. so gifted at it. Please don't leave well, us, Eric. Music,
8: but I'm writing well, what's, movies what's and TV shows. Yeah, I'm okay. already They they done. We we shooting TV shows. We 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 making cameos in, in movies and um just trying to transition to film, but still doing my music thing like because mm-hmm. music I feel is such a easy transition when it comes to behind the scenes soundtracks for films exactly yeah. or you know then making cameos but you know in addition to that, I feel like building the label and being able to help out artists and and bridge the gap between the community of creatives out there Mm. you know i like Mm. to use my platform as a place to just give people a shot opportunities um i started off doing challenges real early in my career Mm. and i've seen people go from the challenge to the charts i said the challenge to the charts (laughs) i'm not playing out here and all i do is say thank you god for giving me this funnel wow this channel So that I can be that connection, because they say it's all about connections. It is.
4: It is. It really is about about connections.
8: connections. If you don't know nobody, nobody gonna know you.
4: Speaking of challenge, uh, I have. I have definitely participated in one of your challenges. Like, nice. Okay. <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I've I participated in you know I, not a few. I participated in one. You know, it's fun, uh, <laughs> a little something, sum. But I I like the way you do that, and I actually do like the way that you um you flow and and how you give other people opportunity. I mm-hmm. see it on your page. Yeah. Like, it's it's really dope. Um, I gotta know. I gotta know. If you are already this most people that I know who are artistic creative, they can do something else very very well. Do you mm-hmm. have any other creative yeah. artistic abilities? Are you like uh, a, a painter, drawer? Yeah, football. Okay.
8: I'm crazy like my football vision and oh, you got I grew up playing skills. football since I was 6 years old, pop Warner, flag football first, then immediately tackled, you know, varsity when I was a sophomore, oh, when I snap. got to high school. First team, everything, okay. USC uh, scholarship. Like I was really, really gonna go crazy in football, but my knee, I got hurt.
4: Oh, your got knee hurt. I hurt.
8: Yep, and started writing, and was just like, "Wow, this." But it didn't. It's cool too,
4: Eric. It didn't happen like that, did it? Did you be like, "Okay, I'm, I'm a go, I'm gonna take no. this football thing," and and then it, you get hurt, and then all nah. of a sudden I'm gonna start writing, or you've already had that ability, low
8: key, low really? key. It was like, "Yo, go to rehab, go through the process, mm-hmm. you know, red mm-hmm. shirt." Or And then I got a deal offer immediately, like within the same couple months, um, to sign to Sony, sign to Max Goose. Mm. And I did the deal. <laughs> I that's did the deal. Hell so, of a
4: deal. That's it? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it was like, I don't
8: got to get hit no more.
4: Yeah, right. So it was,
8: it was like a cold turkey just switch over. But I had been singing all my life as well. I've been singing in church. I've been singing at school. They put yeah. me in a choir without my permission. Just had me in zero period for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned harmonies and I learned... You know, structure and and things like that. So, you know, there was no coincidence behind it all. But I feel like this was my true um, calling, although my initial passion was football.
4: Mm, Wow. Um, I saw this really cool thing on um, online where Grant Hill, Mm -hmm. it was a video where Grant Hill was talking to his younger self. Literally, it was the coolest thing that I don't know who did it, Mm -hmm. but it was a cool little thing, like a spoof where young Grant Hill was sitting there with older Grant Hill, his his age now. If you were sitting with your 16 year old self, what would you be telling him and what would he be telling you right now?
8: Yeah, man, I would say listen to yourself more than you listen to anyone else. Um, I would say find out who you are so you can know why you are. Mm. You know, the more you know your importance and what your actual purpose is, that's when you can start applying it. You know, that's when you can start doing the things that are in your lane and in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, it comes with it comes with you. And it starts with you and whatever it is that you love. You got to know what you love, why you love doing it. And, you know, I think everybody out there has that in them. Mm -hmm. It just depends on them being able to face the reality of what it is. Sometimes people want to do things they shouldn't be doing. Same as if they want to be with people they shouldn't be with. Yeah. You know, but it takes real discipline um, in order to, to see it through. And I would say just... Um, you know, this is a real cliche one, but trust mm-hmm. the process. Trust That's the, the best process. one. Yeah. Trust the process.
4: Yeah. And what would 16 year old Eric be telling you right now? He's looking at you yeah. like, yo, we did it. Yeah. We in here. <laughs> what would he say to you?
8: <laughs> Man, you saying, what would he say before knowing we got here?
4: Yeah. Or? If if 16 year old Eric was just sitting in the room and he's talk having a conversation with adult Eric right mm-hmm. now, what oh, would yeah. he be telling you?
8: Man, that's a good question. (laughs) That's a good question because I wouldn't want him to know anything or do anything different. Mm. I wouldn't. Honestly, like, yeah, I would say these things, but it's better when you learn them on your own.
4: Mm. That's a word. That's a word. It's
8: like as much as I could give you the plays, if you find them on your own, they'll never depart.
4: Yeah. I used to, when I was a kid, um, I used to have this, this... Sort of like I call it this soldier in my mind that tells mm-hmm. me, um, you know, forget everybody because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy as a kid. Yeah. I used to be like, you know what? You're going to do it. You're going to you know what I'm saying? Hype myself up. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to prove everybody wrong, even though I didn't have a plan. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if if my 16 year old self was looking at me now, I. Uh, Uh, probably a lot like you i'd just be like you know what you you did that and you trusted the process and um and i'm proud yeah of of where you came and all that you overcame you know what i mean so um it's 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 hard out here in these streets but um i have to tell Mm -hmm. you just looking at you uh as a fan really um that it's been a joy to watch your process watch the journey and i don't know that you have like favorite times or uh or anything like that but do you feel like all right, this is this is this is the time right now. I've yeah. arrived at a certain place.
8: I think I've always celebrated my daily victories, like because okay, each that's dope. yeah each each obstacle is real. Like when you're an independent artist in real life and not yeah. the kind where that's just what you say.
5: Mm-hmm. When you're really
8: <laughs> your own um, financial department slash you know all of these different hats. It's like if I had told myself all of the things that I've, I don't even know if anybody would do it. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. I don't want to scare you away, little E. <laughs> I honestly don't, you know, because it took me so long to get here that it's like, if you focus only on the end goal, then you'll never enjoy the destination. Yeah. You'll never so you, enjoy the journey.
4: It ha- you have to be, it has to be revealed to you one step at a time. So it's yeah. like, you, so it's you have the, the the guts to go and do it, right? <laughs> it's too much. It's too
8: much. If you yeah. just look at it like, yo, okay, I want you to build this um, roller, clo- roller coaster. And here go all the tools, and you're just looking at everything.
4: (laughs) Ain't no way. It's never gonna work if you
8: don't go to page one, page two. Page step three,
4: one right, and step two exactly. Not step, on on step one on page one, step two on page one, <laughs>
8: yeah, <laughs> step three right. on page one.
4: That's right. Yeah. It's the only way you'll really have the guts to to step out there and that's do it. it. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I always say that the thing that you want, if you keep stepping towards it, it also wants you back. Yeah. So it'll, you know, I agree. seemingly seem to be stepping towards you as well. Yep. God yeah.
8: in the universe gonna meet you there, man. And that's yeah. that's the thing. You can manifest it. But you have to put the time in with it. But you got to know what you want. Anything that I want, that I really, really want, mm-hmm. I know I can get. Anything. It doesn't even matter. High, you sounding like low, me over
4: here. you sounding like Robineers. <laughs>
8: <laughs> so it's just about, you know, the time you're willing to take to put in and the, and the work you're willing to put in. And just properly planning it. Like, okay, what do I have to really do to get that? And you write it out and, you know, you tackle each one one at a time no matter what.
4: You are inside the Raw Report, and I hope that you guys are enjoying this super fire interview -er -er -er. with Grammy Award-winning R&B singer-songwriter Eric Bellinger. Listen, you can't go anywhere because... The best part of the interview is coming up. Trust me on this. You want to stay right there. You are definitely inside the Rob Report. You are definitely listening to KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. We got news, traffic, and sports right now.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580
4: are inside the raw report on the danny morrison show listen uh we have to go back into this fire interview and finish this out because um it's just that it's it's just that fire i couldn't leave y'all hanging we are going to go back into this interview and he's got a little special uh something something for us at the tail end so uh let's go back into this uh andy let's go I always say that the thing that you want, if you keep stepping towards it, it also wants you back. Yeah, so it'll, you know, seemingly seem to be stepping towards you as well. Yep.
8: God yeah. in the universe going to meet you there, man. And that's yeah. that's the thing. You can manifest it, but you have to put the time in with it. But you got to know what you want. Anything that I want, that I really, really want, mm-hmm. I know I can get anything. It doesn't even matter. High, you sounding like low, me over
4: here. You sounding medium. like Robin <laughs> <laughs> so it's just
8: about, you know, the time you're willing to take to put in and the and the work you're willing to put in and just properly planning it. Like, OK, what do I have to really do to get that? And you write it out and, you know, you tackle each one one at a time, no matter what it is. Yeah. I promise you can do it.
4: So we only have a few minutes left with Eric Bellinger. Listen, you are inside the raw report, and it's and it's it's so great having him here. Uh, it really is. It's, it's an you. honor to have you here. Um, you've collaborated with so many artists. Who who's next? Like mm-hmm. who's who's left?
8: Man, uh, right? You like to I got to circle with? the block. I want to spin the block because a lot of people that I've written <laughs> for. It's time to hop on my albums. So
4: oh, come on, that's the word. <laughs> so we pulling up
8: on B. We pulling up on Usher. We pulling up on. <laughs> Everybody yeah. and you know, just trying to make sure that the music that we created back in the day we can keep it going.
4: All right, so this challenge that you created, this uh, can, can you can can you are you willing to give us a little bit of the challenge, the the tiny desk challenge <laughs> that you uh, know
8: we could do a halfway piece, ha- a little we bit. We need it's music, you know. I need the
4: harps. No, it's, a, it's the, harp, the, the harp. The harp is in the your guitars. mind. It's a.
8: <laughs> can you play an air
4: guitar? <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got yeah, I got to
8: see the violin she's playing. <laughs>
4: the horrible violin I'm the playing violin right now. <laughs> let me
8: see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm a little, I didn't do no warm-ups. I didn't do no warm-ups. <laughs> you Normally, is this really a, another gallon of air necessary for no, that no
4: i get listen that's why you ain't even gonna get me to try all right i didn't join that challenge that wasn't the one i did that wasn't him <laughs> that wasn't it right
5: <laughs> it's all good. oh
4: man listen again i appreciate you so much for coming through um where can we find you follow you yes. what do we need to cop i mean yes. obviously obsession is out right now yes what more do you want to leave uh everybody with
8: obsession out now man i got so many announcements coming soon My next single is going to be dropping this year as well. So I got more music that's coming. Um, But I'm really taking my time with this rollout. And, you know, normally we do hit people with like two, three albums, sometimes Mm -hmm. four in one year. But we've worked so hard on this project that I really want to, you know, spoon feed it and make sure that no one misses a thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, listen. I'm gonna be copying that music. I'm gonna tell you that
8: copper style, a- cop, cop copper cop style.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Eric, it was a pleasure having you in here. Thank, thank you, you so much. I appreciate you. Yes,
8: and y'all join me tonight, man. We turning up
4: hey. Halloween party. It's going <laughs> go crazy. to the Instagram to yeah. find find all of that out. Follow all right, us. thank you so much. Peace.
0: Listen.
4: <laughs> oh man, what a great interview. What a great guy too. That cat. Can I be honest? Yeah, please.
0: I don't know anything about his personal life. I know his music. I know who he's worked with and such. I thought he was going to come up in here, single man, you know what I'm saying, talk about the ladies. And I am so pleasantly surprised Mm. to hear that he's a family man. Yeah. He's a man of faith. Yep. And he is his, his seems like his heart and head are in the right place.
4: Absolutely. I mean, well, if you you heard in the in the interview, him talking about growing up in church and his father, Eric Bellinger, senior mm. is big into church and worship and all of that. He talks about that on his social media as well. And so I told him, I said, I have to give you props because, you know, the, the life that you lead, especially on on social media, because a lot of a lot of people, men, I'll say, especially who do have wives and kids and or in in a relationship period still won't represent that online especially artists Mm -hmm. you know and young artists like him and r&b artists that seem the type of r&b that he does they won't necessarily represent the way that he does but won't that affect your career i I don't know and you know what for him he's like listen i'm an independent artist okay i do everything on my own terms and if you're a man of faith like he is that's not going to stop you
0: but ladies want to think they got a shot Yeah.
4: But listen, ladies are going to think they have a shot, probably even more the fact that he represents Mm. his wife. That's how it is out here. That's true. That's how it is. But his wife, uh, (laughs) listen, Lamaya Good, she's the wife of actress Megan Good. The wife? Excuse me, she's a sister. I was really getting (laughs) excited. Slow down now, slow down, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Lamaya is the wife of Eric Bellinger, but the sister of uh, actress Megan Good. She's beautiful, talented. She's a singer, actress, and all of that as well. Do they resemble each other? They do. She's beautiful. You got to go check her out. Check her out on on Instagram. How do you
0: spell
4: it? Lamaya is L-A-M-Y-I-A good. A-M-Y. Of course, Danny. Danny, he he picked up that phone quick.
0: She's a married woman. I'm She's, just I'll just curious. A woman, but
4: you can you can appreciate her beauty. Yes, yes you she can do. She does
0: look like Megan.
4: She does, right? Yeah, they definitely. look just alike. So it's just the, the the two sisters and um they both are in an entertainment career and um or in the entertainment business rather. So he represents. I love the fact that he's doing all of that uh with his family.
0: I noticed something about you, especially inside the Raw report. You have a a strong way of getting Information out of these celebrities and such that I think otherwise wouldn't come out of them.
4: Oh wow! Well, you, have, thank you. you have a
0: knack for that. You ask questions that I don't hear in other interviews.
4: Really, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I told him uh, up front, and maybe for anybody else as well, you'll hear about him on—he'll be on Spotify, on iTunes, on any other platform talking about his music. Mm-hmm. We could talk. We can hear about your music. That's fine. But who are you as a person? And I told him up front, I want to know about you uh, as a person.
0: Because I had never heard any of that.
4: Yeah. And him talking about his spirituality and manifesting and, you know, all of those really cool things that I think we got out of this interview. Uh, So it was very special.
0: So thank you. We appreciate
4: it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, This is The Raw Report. And I want you to uh, stay right there because when we come forward, we'll continue talking about this. We'll talk about maybe even how this, uh, what the Eric Bellinger interview was about because he started talking about spirituality and how that ties into the um Full topic that we're talking about tonight. Mm. So when we come forward, we'll do that and uh, a lot more. You're listening to KBLA, KBLA Talk 1580. Got a lot to talk about.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. We'll talk. Real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: You are back inside the Raw Report. We are talking about Eric Bellinger just completed a fantastic interview with that cat. And a lot of surprises came out of that interview, right?
4: It did. Um, one of my favorite lines that he said, um, remember when he talked, I-, I asked him what the connection of music and spirituality uh, or just a, what spirit, maybe I'll say spirit. Because spirituality, you automatically assume uh what god religion or you know things like that. i think
0: religion when someone says they're spiritual yeah but they're they're not really
4: connected yeah so i think i i was more so wondering what the connection is between music and spirit Mm. our spirit and how does an artist convey or what is the process of what an artist would go through uh for us to feel that connection and and a change so When I'm having a bad day or not even a bad day, because I rarely have bad days, but when I just need a, a pump me up, you know, something to get me going... I, I'll put on some good music, and it instantly changes my mood. It changes my environment. I'm happier. I get up. I start cleaning. I open up the blinds. You know,
0: you put on Coco and, and John B. Hey, and it hey.
4: you know. Hey, do <laughs> 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 you know about that? And Jay Z, don't forget Jay Z's on that track. That's right. Um, and so he was. He so eloquently talked about how hurt people. He said, you know how hurt people hurt people, well loved people, love people. Ooh, that's real. That was a bar. That was a bar. And I thought, how special that is that, uh, you know, so many times we hear R&B artists especially take their pain and put it into a song, which is true. Which is why so many people love Mary J. Blige, especially when she first came out, because you felt her pain. She was able to convey her Mm. pain. But think about the people who love people, as you've been loved, and how that must come through and attract to change your mood and change your environment.
0: Can they convey pain if they were always loved, though, and vice versa?
4: I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't I think, think you so have either. to be able to experience. I, I heard a um, a young a young kid at one point. He made uh, such a great observation in saying that you don't know. Uh, you don't know happiness until you've experienced pain.
5: Mm. And
4: and you have to have both, right? You have to know um, pain in order to when you come out on the other side of that to know what joy feels like because you won't know it until you've actually felt something that was so, uh, so, so painful
0: there has to be a contrast there has to be a winner for there to be losers yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah it's the same with love you have to experience some kind of pain some kind of hatred you and i had the conversation recently about how you know i think we all have a friend that has gone too far when a a breakup happens in a relationship Mm, yeah (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of stalking you know maybe a little (laughs) little bit of violence every every now and again (laughs) but is that love is that yeah. pain derived from love or, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what's so beautiful about RB and yeah. love and love yeah. making and music and whole not. Yeah. I think we all have our own definition on what it all is. I
4: think so too. I think, um, I think, you know, it's funny when you ask that question, I have, there's a quick, very quick story.
7: Oh, wait a minute. Is the story time, is if the story time with Robin in
4: like a couple of weeks? <laughs> story time with rabbit wait with my pillow man you tripping <laughs> where's your blanket? where's uh, your popcorn <laughs> man
0: if we don't get that music soon Andy. yeah no
4: we gotta we gotta figure that out it's the story time
0: is it a story time is it a, a story time moment please
4: it's a very short story okay okay very short so don't we get listen. too comfortable okay so
0: <laughs> this is like for the couch so not for the right It's tucking not tucking me in at night
4: definitely not no you are sitting on the couch okay Okay. okay mommy okay all right so <laughs> a friend of mine was in a uh was in a was in a long a long time long-term relationship and they lived together uh they actually later from the story that i'm about to tell they actually had a child together but they did they were together from high school i mean they just were in it right and um but it, it started to turn a little toxic and mm. um it was just, we were all like, get out. You know and then Just get out, right? Need just, just yeah, it's all good. We got the rest of our lives. We were super young, especially at that time. I'm young now too, by the way. But I'm just saying, especially then, quiet. <laughs> quiet, Danny.
0: When we come forward. <laughs> hater. Hater. You <laughs> was saying. she telling stories in multiple forms and fashions. <laughs>
4: He's a hater. Certified hater. Right. Okay, so... Um, so they broke up, um, or he—they got into some sort of altercation, fight, whatever. And it was his place; he, he's on the lease and all of that. So he kicked her out.
0: Seen it multiple times.
4: Kicked her out, locked all the doors and all of this stuff. Well, she convinced me. This is this is the old oh, rah rah, okay? She convinced me to take her over to the house. So I had a a, a Ford Explorer truck at one point. So you know, I was a little high up off of the ground. So I took her you over had it there. Lifted and everything. It was lifted and everything. So I take her over to the balcony. This girl climbs up on the hood hood, and then the roof, ultimately, and climbs over the balcony, sneaks in. I mean, this is a no-no. We know that now as grown adults. Like, what are you doing? That's obsessive behavior. What were you
0: saying when it was going down? Like, go get your stuff. Go. go."
4: I was like, you know, do what you got to do. I'm a certified friend. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to look out for my girl.
0: That's a good question. Is that a friend?
4: Okay, well, listen, let me tell you that the me now would be like, it's not worth it. There's, you know, we'll wait till the morning. Yeah, get the cops. <laughs> Let cooler heads prevail. Get the cop. Whatever you got to do cuz yeah, sure. You have clothes inside, you have belongings. Get the cops, whatever. Uh, maybe not get the cops. Black man, black woman. I I don't know about this. Real facts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe not that. Maybe let's just, you know, we'll 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 go over there in the morning. Something like that. But certainly not climb on top of my truck no. and uh, break in. Certainly no. not that. But back in the day we were young. It was, you know, it was interesting. How
0: old were you? you keep talking out that young how old were you because if I, you say in your 20s no no no, no, I, no I was no.
4: i was i was right on the cusp i was about probably 19 20 oh, right. about 19 or 20 that is young yeah it is young it's young and dumb um but so my point is was she acting out of love or was she acting out of obsession what is that
0: that is my question to you tonight yes. what are you talking about <laughs> what, what where where does where does uh, love end and obsession craziness begin
4: is there love within obsession? Not even at the at the at the beginning and end. Is there inside of it?
0: Can you be obsessed with somebody and not love them? Ooh. 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 Ooh okay.
4: Can you be obsessed with someone and not love them? Not love them. You're obsessed some probably, with some. some would probably argue that you don't love them if you're obsessed. Maybe not. Maybe some would not.
0: say you don't love them if you're not obsessed with them. Ooh! Ooh.
4: <laughs> Bars! You know what I'm saying? Bars. Yeah, that's good.
0: Because, uh, not to make it personal, would you say that you're obsessed with your husband?
4: Obsessed it, with husband? I think in some
0: ways, don't you have to be because he's your husband.
4: That is such a good question, but you know I'm not going to leave it right there. What I have to do is look up the definition there you go. of obsessed.
0: You got a minute and a half here. Go I have on to look one it up.
4: minute and a half. That's fair. Obsessed uh, definition, right? Yeah. So the definition is preoccupy or fill the mind of someone continually, intrusively, and to a troubling extent. Okay. No, so sir. You know, no, sir. No, 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 no. The word troubling. I'm not a <laughs> And continually, I have a very healthy, very healthy love for my husband, a very healthy love for my man, right? Mm. And um, obsessive, I don't think that—I I would actually hate to be obsessive because I think anything be, anything that you are obsessed over becomes an idol. And anything that's an idol becomes—you replace God Come on. with idols. Real talk. That's true, right? So I can't I can't put anything up I can't be obsessed over anything because that becomes an idol. I I can't do that.
0: What was the name of that Laker? I'm trying to remember his name. His oh. name was Doug, what was his name?
4: Oh, no, I don't know.
0: Andy, no one know me. Doug Christie.
4: Oh, Doug Christie, Jackie Christie's husband. Oh, so you know Jackie? Yeah.
0: That's obsession.
4: What well, she would claim is just all love. They get married every year.
0: They're still together. They
4: get married. They have a wedding every they remarry every year.
0: So what is wrong with that? If a woman is that much into her man and she says, I'm protecting mom. Ooh. We're gonna talk <laughs> about that on the other side. Okay. I love this conversation. <laughs> I love it. That was your Raw Report one 800 920 1580 When we come forward, we continue this conversation. We got a pond further review clips coming in. We got phone calls coming in. You inside the Danny Morrison show, KBLA Talk 1580 right now, news.
3: And traffic. Check it. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.
5: <laughs> me I
0: like the way you for yeah.
5: yeah. checking We're out
0: the Danny Morrison Show. We keeping it real up in. Make no mistake. You. Talking about love, talking about obsession. We'll reset <laughs> the topic in a few. I love that song so much.
4: That is going to be my song on the way home, probably about. I don't know how long. It, I'm going to play it maybe six times, and then I'll be home. That's no. all right
0: right for you. Uh? No, ten,
4: no, ten times. I'll I, can, be home. I
0: can play it once. <laughs> <laughs> so um, talk about love and obsession. Once again, we'll reboot the topic about loss in a little bit. Mm. Uh, I want to appreciate this beautiful young lady across from me keeping my emotions in check today. I needed this kind of show tonight. Mm. But So if I get Janet, finally land her. Mm-hmm. In my life, Janet Jackson is my woman. I've Mm -hmm. been in love and obsessed with Janet Jackson since I was a child. Yeah. Am I obsessed with her? Do I love her? (laughs) What's the difference between an obsession and a love? And will it continue once I land her?
4: I think... That you love Janet now because of how long you had been obsessed with her. I think you were obsessed when you were a teenager. And obsession is, to me, how, like that definition says, continually. Like, you had Janet posters on your wall as a teenager. Didn't see
0: wall or ceiling.
4: All with Janet, right? Or with or ceiling. So you had Janet everywhere. That's an obsession. Um, I think you love Janet now because of, you know, how long you've had her in your life, so to speak, Mm -hmm. even from a distance. But I do think that the moment in your dreams, of course, the moment it can happen, (laughs) the moment you actually land Janet, not the moment, I'll give it a little bit. I think you'll have a moment of like, Oh my gosh! I've done it. I have her, and then it's going to dwindle.
0: Does it morph from obsession to love? Can it? I guess is the question.
4: I think it has. I think you love her from afar. I think you love maybe even the idea of what that would be. I don't know that you love her as a person. Maybe just maybe love for her, because you know how you appreciate artists. You mm. you almost think you know her, just mm. like we all think that I we do. know her. <laughs> I do, okay? I do, stop it. We all think we know Janet because we were raised up with Janet, right? Right. But I think that um, you'll probably, I think you do love her in that if you got with Janet, she became your woman or whatever, I think you would love her and you would love her continuously, but that obsession would no longer be there. And I think that'll dwindle because I think men, men especially hunt and correct me if I'm wrong, you hunt until you actually get the thing that you hunted for. You hunt it, and then you ever see a lion? Lion get its prey. They mm-hmm. might take some bites out of it, or whatever. It might just walk away
5: mm-hmm.
4: after that. After you've you you've done the whole, what do you you cower down? What is that thing called? You you pray for it. I mean, you pray on it.
0: P R E Y. Yeah,
4: P R E Y. I'm just saying, I ain't, I ain't gonna pray. I've been
0: praying for Jackson you. For probably a long time. been praying
4: and praying. Yeah,
0: hey, praying and praying.
4: <laughs> you probably been a and e. Yeah, but as a lion, a lion will sit there and prey uh, on on – it's not prey on its prey. It will hunt its prey, and then once it gets it sometimes, he'll just be like, all right, I got it, and now I'm done.
0: Can you love someone you've never met? You said that I've been in love with her for a long time. Facts. Mm -hmm. Obsessed, too.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: Never met her before in my life. Mm. Is it possible? Because people always go, oh, my God, like Megan the Stallion. I love her.
4: Mm. Do you?
0: (laughs) What does that mean when someone says that they love somebody or something?
4: I think me personally, I think that that's a love for who that person is to you, what she's meant to you. So you have this whole idea built up in your mind of like Janet or whomever else, and you love her. Not only because you've seen her life, you've seen she's a human to you. So she's been humanized. Right. Um, So there's that. And then who she what she means to you. Mm. So but you don't love her as as a um, as you would, you know, a me or Mm. or someone who you actually can tangibly touch or see every day because you don't have that connection with her yet. It's Mm. a different type of connection.
0: Some people think love is not even a real thing.
4: What does that mean?
0: I think it's abstract. Like when you say that you love someone, mm-hmm. you love the thought of them, mm-hmm. but you don't, what does it necessarily mean to actually love someone, be in love with someone? You're, mm-hmm. love, you're in love with the attachment to them? Mm-hmm. You're addicted to the attachment? What does it mean to actually love another person? Unconditional love with your child goes without saying. You gave birth to that child. Mm-hmm. But when a man or a woman comes into your life, can you conceivably be in love with some? What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You're just maybe uh enamored by the attachment to that person mm. but what does love what the concept itself what does it mean
4: wow that's deep it, um
0: it's it's a fair quote because people they toss out the love word all the time mm-hmm. and i tell people i've told women in my past i take that word very seriously yeah yeah you and said if that i'm not before. telling you that that means i ain't feeling that mm. but once i use that what how have i crossed over Mm. What has materialized in our relationship that I'm now comfortable using that word, so what does it mean to necessarily love someone
4: mm. it's it's so that's so interesting for me i I think just in layman's terms because it is abstract I think in layman's terms loving someone is uh is for me someone that I want in my life something someone that I would hurt if they weren't in my life.
0: I would hurt if they weren't in my life. Okay.
4: I think it's a combination of things, okay. and I think either one could be true. I think. Uh, so
0: it's reciprocal all the time. It can only be love if it's reciprocal.
4: With that person? Yeah. No, I don't think that.
0: Well, you said you would hurt. It would hurt if they weren't in your life. I thought that was what you meant.
4: Yeah, but you're saying reciprocal, as in they need to love me as well. Right no i don't i don't think that i'm saying there you can love someone and they don't they don't you see that all the time people who don't want to end a relationship because they love you still and that person they don't love you or right. want to continue life with you so i think uh i i think none of them have to be mutually ex- exclusive i think that there are a combination of things to me loving someone means that i care about their well-being truly care about their well-being i i love you meaning um i care what happens to you mm. and you're someone who um If I love you, to some extent, I want you in my life, right? To some extent. And or... I would hurt if you weren't in my life yes you see what i'm saying so um that's just a a a small like breaking it down in layman's terms i'm sure it's more than that but being in love with someone i think is even different and then being unconditionally loving someone i think is even more i think there's levels to this there's levels to it i really do think there's levels to it
0: the child, are children the only unconditional love we experience in our lifetime no
4: no no i think you can choose to unconditionally love anyone any you unconditionally loving someone is a choice. Loving someone is even a choice, but unconditional love is really a choice. And I feel that, um, husband and wife, for instance, if you know that you've married somebody who's a great person, a great person, and you're like, listen, no matter what you do, and I've said this before many times, actually, no matter what you do to me, as so long as it's not, um, harming me in some way, you may hurt me. You may hurt me you know, mentally or something like that, hurt my feelings or something, but if you harm me, that's different. So, uh, so long as you don't do any of that, we can work through all the other stuff, and I'm still going to choose to love you because you're a good person and I care about your well-being and I still want to do life with you.
0: But doesn't that thereby make it not unconditional if you're putting conditions Boom
4: on it? it. Would he, how, break that down for
0: me? <laughs> like you're saying right now, it's like as long as you don't do these things, my love for you is unconditional. Well, even those even, are conditions. Well,
4: no, well, okay. So let so let me break that down because you can still say how I feel is even if you did those things to me, I don't need I don't necessarily need to be in a relationship with ah, you. I don't need to go throughout life and we you won't be together, you. but I'll still love I'll you. I'll still love you. I'll still love you.
0: There it is, right there. That's very yeah, good. Yeah. What was it Chris Rock said in his latest special? He said. Uh, Men, no, dads are the only ones who have uh, conditional relationships with their children. You have Mm. to give them something to receive love. Moms, different. It's unconditional. Even the pets, it's different. Dads, you have to be a provider or you got to show up to the basketball games. Uh, Only with dads, that's true. You buy that?
4: I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. How many times have you seen a kid who, um, who realizes at some, you know, some point in their lives maybe they're a little bit older and realize that their dad hasn't been around and they're they're like listen I only wanted you around mm. I, I just I just needed your presence I just needed you to be here right it's just your presence literally literally that's it and mm. so and I think a lot of dads actually, put too much pressure on themselves thinking that they put themselves in the situation of i gotta provide i gotta be the best dad ever and i gotta be this and that and the other when that's actually not true all your kid really really wants from you is just for you to be there. presence that's it
0: so what do you say to those people when they get to a certain age they go you know i i always need my mom 24 7 365 dad Ah, debatable there's well, a, a lot of people say when you reach a certain age, you don't really need that father figure in your life anymore, but you always need your mom. I,
4: I, well, I I think, well, w- then I would have to ask, where does that stem from? What was the relationship like with your father when you were younger? Mm. Because anybody who I know who has been with their dad from birth, you know, all throughout their life or whatever, still needs to have their dad in that type of relationship just as, as, as equally as their mom. Mm.
0: Not the people I know. I grew up around a lot of people that didn't have fathers in their lives, but too, there you so, go there yeah. that's what
4: i'm saying so if yeah. the if the if the childhood, your relationship was a little bit shaky with your dad. It's going to be shaky when you're older. You're like, yeah, you didn't you weren't around. It's the same with my father. My father, I mean, I'm glad that we made amends before he passed, but my father was not present. We weren't we didn't I didn't grow up around him. Mm. So having him in my adult life, I mean, he really put in effort, too. He put in some effort trying to get get back to being around and he was trying to get to know my kids and all of that stuff and it was cool and I appreciated it for what it was, but it was like, huh? If I, if I, you know, okay. And, and, and I'm not trying to be dismissive about that. Um, I, I loved him and, and, and respected him and respected the, the path that we were on at that time. But you got to keep in mind, my whole life, my a lot of my adult life and my entire childhood, basically, you weren't around. We had not established anything. So, yeah, in, in my in my adult life, I'm like, Mom, what's up? Yeah. How you doing, Mom? And, and we got to check in with Mom. But my dad, it was like, if I talk to him today or not, okay, it's, our, it's, it's okay. But you did know? it
0: make it easier? Answer on the other side, please. Uh, did it make it easier that you had a strong stepfather step in and take his place? It had to have made it easier,
4: right? I shall answer that on the other side.
0: 1-800-920-1580. <laughs> 1-800-920-1580. Danny Mo Show, KBLA. Stay there.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. Daytime, daytime. By to Like George and Weezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk. Real time. The gospel truth. You're listening to The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Having a uh, overarching conversation tonight about love and obsession, and uh, also loss, by the way. And speaking of loss, uh, you've lost your father and your grand—excuse me, your father and your stepfather. I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said you finally made amends with your biological father before he passed, but you had a mm-hmm. strong stepfather in your life for years. Yeah, does it make it easier as a child knowing it's like you know my biological my biological didn't bother, mm-hmm. couldn't care less because mm-hmm. I got a replacement right here. Does it make it easier?
4: Uh, to a certain degree, I, I'll say this: uh, my stepfather uh, Charles, he was he became the he became the reason that I know what a good relationship is right he became the reason that uh, that I looked for something more positive because I didn't have an example especially especially in my biological father I didn't have that so when he stepped into the picture with my mom that was more so than being a stepfather to me he was an example as a husband
5: Mm. more
4: so than anything else that's Mm. the one thing he taught I I mean he taught me many things he actually Put me on to so many things, me, my sister, my 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 brother, even. Um, So I'm I'm forever grateful. Um, But the biggest thing was seeing him be remarkably great to my mom remarkably great after she had gone through everything that she had
0: that probably would have been enough
4: huh that was Just enough seeing for me. your mom happy. that was enough for me that was enough for me because when he entered our lives uh we became stable
5: mm. um we
4: became you know safe
5: safe it's a big word
4: yeah when you when when you don't when you go through your childhood not knowing uh from one moment to the next, what's going to happen. And you live in chaos and you live in fear and you, and you're terrorized, so to speak as a child mm. and, and let alone from your own parent, you know? Um, and then you find safety. Mm, my mm, God, mm, mm. there's, I mean, in peace, That's powerful. it is, it, it is honestly one of the greatest feelings ever. So it's not that my stepfather, uh, replaced my biological father when it comes to our relationship. He didn't, it, it wasn't that, um, Although he taught me so many things, right? He exposed me to a lot of things. My, my, Me and my siblings, I'll say. It wasn't just me, but he exposed us to a lot of things. It was more so just that he was such the best, like, father figure and husband figure ever that uh, came into our lives for my mom.
0: It's funny you use that term replaced because, uh, you know, we know some brothers in our lives that, you know, their ex gets with a new man mm-hmm. and they always go. Yo, bet my baby's been. I be calling that fool daddy. Mm. He can't replace me. Mm -hmm. Is a stepfather the replacement ever? I mean, I don't. He's filling a role, but can he replace a biological father?
4: Yeah, I think. I think. In in technically speaking, right? Well, okay. So here we here we have the the I've seen I've seen some beautiful things happen when it comes to uh, fathers and and like biological and stepfathers I've seen beautiful relationships form but when you have a biological father that is either not in the picture has passed away or some reason in jail some reason that he's not in that child's life and a stepfather comes in and a stepfather I've seen some who who are like listen this is now my child I'm going to raise you as such I'm going Mm -hmm. to adopt Mm -hmm. you I'm going to give you my last name Mm -hmm. and raise you as though you were mine I've totally seen that in that case that is to me totally a replacement that's not always the case and for me I'm not necessarily saying uh, I, I don't want to use the word replace because uh, or it, it, it's it's sort of give and take in one way yeah he was a replacement right um, but it is symbolized something different for me mm. it symbolized something different it wasn't replacement as a father it was the replacement of a figure the figure it was a a heavy figure right there yeah i mean i'm sure there's other people who could relate to that i'm hoping that there's other people who could relate to that but um i just take it for for me i take it for what i've learned i learned looking at my biological dad several several things i learned what i did not want in a husband and i also learned forgiveness he so he did he taught me both right I was able to forgive him and extend grace to him and before he passed and so that that's one that's a beautiful lesson my god my 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 biological father taught me that like to extend grace and and I wound up doing so before he passed away I introduced my kids to him Mm -hmm. it was a beautiful thing that he taught me my stepfather though came in and taught me so many other things he taught me the type of man that i do want the type of peace that i do want in my house the stability that i do want in my house you know mm. so um both to me were like crucial people in my life
0: i've said multiple times that there is no better man on earth than a man that takes another man's children
4: mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: claims them as his own
4: yeah,
0: maybe he's got to deal with the, the the biological father being all up on your bumper, trying to make problems with mm, you. Mm-hmm. Got to deal with the emotions of your new woman that is still probably dealing with the emotions she dealt with from this man.
5: Yeah,
0: probably bringing your finances into the equation with children that aren't yours biologically.
4: Absolutely,
0: there's so much soup. There's a lot of soup. There's a lot there's of a broth. Lot of soup.
4: <laughs> a lot of
0: broth. In, <laughs> a lot of broth involved, and for a man to go. But I'ma still love you, and I'ma still be here for these kids too, yo.
4: Yeah, no, and, and that that leads me to say, shout out to my my stepfather, may he rest in peace, Charles, because he did not have children of his own. Oh, I didn't know that. He wow. did not have ch- any children of his own, and chose to love my mother with her three kids and all of the different things that 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 came with that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three kids who were who were you know not little, by the way, we weren't like young young, we were you know know preteens and teenagers and all of that stuff going into life and choosing to take on these three kids and this woman i mean what a man That's what i mean, what I mean. <laughs>
0: let's go to the phones real fast marcel's on the phone marcel give me your height your color and your hood marcel uh Six feet, Carmel Brown, Inglewood. Inglewood always up to no good. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, By the way, real quick, because we only got three minutes here. Uh, the the yes, city, single, single C- Be- city of City Inglewood's given a hard giving a hard time these uh, last couple days. I guess I'm hearing that uh, at the cow they played the Cowboys? Who they play this past Sunday? Oh, the Niners. They said the, oh, nin- the Niners. Yeah, they they sent the Niner fans price. out out. Uh, what uh, what's the word? For the second year in a row. There was the, yeah, it was an yeah, eight, I, it was a eight to one ratio Niner fans to Ram fans
7: here at SoFi. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: not
9: I'm not sensitive to that because I'm not a Rams fan, but my team ain't no better. But yeah, they got dealt with. <laughs>
0: I just cannot believe that. And L A. There there ain't twenty thousand L A. fans, Ram fans. <laughs>
9: yeah, most of the season ticket holders sell their tickets to people when they come in the stadium but anyway i was just calling to uh add to her comment like she's right you know like replace you know it 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 takes some some security in these uh you know fathers that leave the home because as long as you're being a father you can never be replaced if you're not being a present father then you have to worry about being replaced but as far as being a present father and the, the 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 ex moving on and whatnot why would you hate on an extra resource for your child yeah, Why I, would you hate on extra support for your child? I think you and I you both know, know black
0: bodies. black men think differently. Marissa, come on now. You know how the brothers are. The brothers no, don't no, want to. They, they they do they
9: do think differently. You're right, but that's what I'm saying. We got to challenge them to think differently. It's a different world, different times. Because you know, like you said, you better not call him daddy. Well, if you are daddy, then nobody's going to be able mm. to be called daddy other than you. That's
4: a great point. Ooh. That's a great point. I mean, I think the the trouble is when a man. Does not care enough about his kids, right? If you don't care enough about your kids, yeah. then then another man stepping in won't even bother you to a certain degree. I think that is one of the biggest challenges, and you know, not that that should be the case. You would think that uh, if you have a child, you love this child and you want the, what what's best for this child. But some people can actually just just drop these babies and and be on be gone with their lives, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the unfortunate part.
9: Marcel, yeah. I'm yeah. assuming you right. agree. I agree, 100%. Because yeah. that's
0: a whole nother show about the you know being able to drop and all that stuff. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. do one of those shows soon. By the way, that's call of the night. Give Marcel yeah, call yeah. of the night. Y- Conan, <laughs> even though he didn't tell us what his team was. What raggedy team you got? Who's your NFL team? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your team? Y'all have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Where we come forward. <laughs> Marcel, I appreciate it. Have a good one.
4: Thanks, Marcel.
0: <laughs> you know you got a bad team. He only will to say. I know he's going to say Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders are t-
4: terrible
0: this year. This is the worst Raider team I've seen in a long time. And they thought they was going to win the division this year. They, they going to be in the Super Bowl, toilet bowl before the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> News and traffic right now. Upon further review, clips on the other side. You are experiencing the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there.
3: Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580
7: is my father cause my biological didn't bother andy
0: you know i love shaq top 10 all time on the court
3: phil is my father
0: dim rhymes is terrible in this song uh, you know it and yeah. I, know, I know i know the message we gotta give love for the message Gave love to his stepfather That helped raise him Turn him into the champion He is today But every time I hear that song I cringe I go ooh 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 Terrible rhymes You
2: know he had to keep it simple For the kiddos You know what I mean Is that your excuse Is that what we doing That's my excuse That's your excuse But I'm with with you Without the bun (laughs)
0: <laughs> Aw. Sorry, Shaq, man. Just in case you're listening, because it's possible. But, uh, we <laughs> Dr. Bun. I bet if you asked him today, he would go, yeah, that yeah, was a little early in my hip hop career right there. Yeah.
4: Which, by the way, that album went platinum. Because it's She Shaq.
0: Is it because it was Shaq? Yeah, of course. Biological and Bio was like, I remember it was number one on Yo MTV Raps for a little while. I was like, wow, Shaq out there doing it?" Shaq? Most successful sports. Athlete slash MC of all time. Was he? Cedric Cipollis, where you at? Kobe? (laughs) Kobe, where you at? (laughs) Ah! I don't know. We shall see. Um, See some clips. Do do you have that clip that I sent you today? Or tonight, I should say? The pastor one? The past one. Because that one right there. Upon further review clips, we do this. Uh, Over the past few days, you know, you are beautiful people. Send us clips that tie into the conversations we have on this show. And, uh, this one, yo, you have it. Okay. He's loading it up right now. There is a pastor. What is his name? This cat goes off about, uh, Herschel Walker. His name is pastor Jamal Bryant. And, uh, he's a Georgia, uh, he's talking about a Georgia state Senate, uh, candidate Herschel Walker. And, uh, I want you to hear he goes into an entire sermon about Herschel Walker.
5: Mm, okay.
0: And the passion in which he, oh, it is one of the most clear and concise messages I need for black people to hear, especially black people in Georgia, because man, this election's in a few days ahead. Mm. And I think the Republican Party soon just because Herschel Walker got the same skin color as us, we're going to gravitate towards him.
5: Right, right.
0: And in a lot of cases, by the way, that is happening. Mm. But I think the cat was living in Texas, moved to Georgia to run for the Senate. And uh, I want you to we ready. Listen to Pastor Jamal Bryant breaking down Herschel Walker. Listen,
7: ladies and gentlemen, when the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast in the post antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue. And there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man, as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do. Telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker, we need a runner. We need somebody who going to run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who going to run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who gonna run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can Think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Because we don't need a walker. Mm-hmm. Listen,
0: if that, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, if that ain't the, the audio of the night, drop that audio yeah. for the night Pastor uh, Jamal Bryant dropping that. Wow. Need I wow. say? I can't even follow
4: up wow that must have i mean well i don't know i'm assuming that this uh clip has been going wild on um social media oh black I'm, twitter was
0: eating it up today
4: i'm sure and, and and this is the same thing that sean king your favorite guy in the world um <laughs> he, <Talcum X. laughs> he said he's i didn't even watch the video but i'm assuming this is what it was about he said wow i'm sure you've seen this already but jamal bryant said more in two minutes than the democratic party has said in two years jamal has been speaking like this i first went to hear him speak in 97 at some rally uh he was just saying that but i'm i'm assuming that he's talking about this same uh clip right here That's that it. is powerful it's the
0: best of the year
4: that he broke he broke it all the way down it, it, he did
0: it's one of the most like i said one of the most clear and concise uh referendums on uh mr Herschel walker and some people are gonna vote for him just because he black i think yeah. people still supporting kanye west just because he black
4: yeah yeah
0: but uh coloring enough no
4: more no it's not but i i also think that this is a part of our doing right um you know pe- people we we have to get educated around here mm. uh when it comes to our civic duty because for so long and i've said this before for so long i think uh you know, especially if you're black, you had a tendency to think that um, you had to vote Democratic. Now, don't get me wrong. I want you to. <laughs> but I'm just we, saying.
0: Unfortunately, we have no choice. But yeah.
4: But I'm just saying, oftentimes people would go with, they would go and vote for people that, uh, you know, like Herschel Walker, for instance, just because you thought you don't know enough about him and you think because automatically he's, he's black that you would a- agree with him
5: mm-hmm. because
4: you're not educated. Right. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you don't listen to him. You don't turn on uh, the political news. You don't do anything. You don't educate yourself. So this is the, this is partly the problem um, in our community, but I, I, but at the same time, we've been doing so much better. We've been getting out there. We've been educating. We've been um, helping people get to the polls. We've been fighting voter suppression. We've mm-hmm. been doing it all, you know? So, um, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm oh, I'm really hopeful. Uh, I'm hopeful in this in this election here.
0: It's neck and neck. It's neck and neck. And the yeah. Warnock, right? I don't, we don't know.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: If Herschel Walker see, wins, uh, listen.
4: Listen. Uh,
0: it is a problem.
4: It is a problem. That that is literally a walking. I, let me stop. I don't know. It would be a problem. It goes back to you and
0: I talking about rooting for everybody black. We're rooting for you to win at life but not necessarily to hold public office. Mm-hmm.
4: It's not where you don't belong. It's, you it's don't belong obviously there. obviously where he doesn't belong. He does not belong there.
0: And to see all of these Trump supporters side with this cat, you know.
4: You should love him. He's
0: pro-life. He cares about that man has had more abortions than than Planned Parenthood himself. Oh, what are you talking my about?
4: Goodness gracious. He doesn't belong there. <laughs> he does not belong. one
0: 800 920 one 800 When we come forward, we got a couple more clips before we shake the spider 15 minutes. Danny Moe, show. What? Where did Q go? Oh, Q, Q, call back <laughs> because we really want to know what you got to say. Get them kids out the cages and. Call them. Danny Mo Show KBLA stay there.
3: From Bakersfield to Los Angeles, midday to nighttime. By like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Real talk, real time. The gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Look, y'all can see us live on YouTube right now. <laughs> Hopefully, y'all can't hear us live on YouTube right now because, uh, listen. Oh, my goodness. When when, when we, we break away, you know. um, oh <laughs> the, conversa- the conversations are different off mic than they are on.
4: Definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all right. Uh, we were inside the um, upon further review clips, right?
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, and we are up to number two. And uh, we already gave you the first. Here's the second. Uh, Maya May, if you are listening, I appreciate you so much. She always has some of the most compelling content. Uh, She's with a group called the Lincoln Project. You guys probably know they've been taking down Trump for years. She had a clip with a gentleman named David Pepper, who was illustrating how we need to raise hell when something is amiss. Now, fascism and authoritarianism is becoming normalized in this country, and he makes a great correlation with something we used to raise hell over, but it became normalized. I want y'all to hear it. It's the scary stuff, but real.
6: Listen. here will happen with an abortion ban is time is on the side of the dramatic change, however bad it may be. That every year that goes by that that anti-Semitism or trans attack or other thing is out there or open racism that again only a few years ago would have been the end of careers, that it just gets normalized and all of a sudden the, the people, you know, the generations below us, this is the world they know, it's all they've known. Think about someone who's 20, 25. The the first president they remember is Barack Obama. And a whole lot of people said he was from another country based on the color of his skin. That's all they've seen. Mm -hmm. So over time, a lot of this terrible stuff gets normalized, which is one reason why I think the rest of us who know, like we knew the baggage, baggage fee used to be free, to be able to keep reminding, especially younger generations, it wasn't always like this and doesn't have to be. Don't accept that this is the normal world we live in. Do not accept, it's, and it's on. I think it's on us. We're the ones who n- know that for 50 years women have had a choice. And we can't allow the current 15 or 16 or 8 or 10-year-olds to, in a few years, not even remember that fact. Because that's when the other side wins. So I think we just have this, this, this time normalizes some of the worst changes. And every year that goes by, the, the past better gets forgotten.
0: Mm. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently, and he's talking about baggage, checking your baggage, baggage claim and all that. Mm -hmm. How we now pay to have our baggage with us. Right. And it's the same thing when it comes to Xbox Live.
5: Mm.
0: Like if you're a, a video game player, Xbox, Microsoft has an entire ecosystem to where you have to pay to actually play the games that you bought from them.
4: Oh wow! Some
0: people go, man, that's weird. Then yeah. Sony jumped on it with the PlayStation. This past generation said, man, that's a good idea. We could charge them extra to, to play our stuff. Mm. Cool. Now it's normal. No one's thinking about it. Yeah, it's the same with digital and physical when it comes to video games. Mm-hmm. Everybody's downloading everything digital these days. Yeah, used to go down to Walmart or go down to Best Buy and buy a certain cartridge or game or whatever disc or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now everything's digital. The price didn't change one bit though. Mm used to go and buy a video game for $60 back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now if you buy it digitally, it's still $60. Mm. No one said a word about it. We've normalized it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with fascism. Mm-hmm. Same thing with authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. Everything that we used to be shocked by. If you say it enough, if you do it enough and a lot of uh, if enough people buy into it, it becomes normalized. Yeah. And it's happening right
4: now. Yeah. That that is such a scary idea, you know, that once again we are uh our generation is seeing a turn happen like right before us, right? So like even even normalizing the the term Karen, right? You know, we see Karen's all the time. I mean, I, I was watching there's like pages dedicated to different Karen's, right? And we're mm-hmm. talking about uh racism and, and open racism like he was talking about and things like that where um Normally, all, all, you know, it, like he said, careers would have ended back in the day. Where if you caught someone on camera saying the n-word or saying different things, over, yeah, it's over. Now, you know, it's, it's it's not that it's accepted, but it's just it's become normalized. I mean, it, like like this whole topic. Right. And the, the idea of having a Karen around like that's a normal term to throw around. If someone is acting out of character or acting out of control or something, we use that word. Going to a grocery store and paying 10 cents for a bag is normalized, you know, and I actually heard that uh, California is going to be banning plastic bags. Did you hear this? How are they
0: going to do that? Only paper?
4: I think so. I think so. Uh, this is what I heard. I'm not sure. I did hear that. That is, I that is that. true. I read that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a Gavin Newsom, uh, you know, policy right there.
0: Look, the plastic bags are terrible on the environment. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with so they
4: have to do something about but it. But who
0: yeah. going care? I was at the grocery store recently, and I had like 20 items on in front of the cashier, right? <laughs> She's like, you want a bag? Hell yeah! I want to put them in my pockets! <laughs> Why are you asking me that? She started laughing. (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: But uh, as far as normal, back on topic, as far as normalizing is concerned, um, it's the same with this Nancy Pelosi thing, the attack that happened a few days ago with her husband at the house, right? Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, all the people on the right, the MAGA supporters and all of them, Mm -hmm. start, all these conspiracy theories start coming out all Mm -hmm. over Twitter. Mm -hmm. So, truth doesn't even matter anymore. Mm. Anytime something comes out, that uh, shines a negative light on them, on their side of the fence, if you will.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: They're going to put up with some, put out some conspiracy theory to try to just take whatever, whatever uh, energy mm-hmm. is associated with mm-hmm. it. And it's happening again. Now the reports came out; it's legit. The guy, uh, the guy was indicted today or something.
4: Yeah. So I didn't hear. First of all, I didn't hear anything about the conspiracy theories or anything on this. Yeah. I just know the facts of what happened. I don't know anything uh, outside of that.
0: Well, they're they're saying that uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi had a gay lover.
4: Whoa. Real talk.
0: Nancy Pelosi. It was trending today. Uh, <laughs> Nancy whoa. Pelosi's husband had a gay lover, and that's the man that was there fighting. And why isn't there any security footage? And just going on and on and on and on and on.
4: Oh, my goodness. So okay.
0: anytime something comes out that is factual, mm-hmm. they're going to do everything possible to overturn it with yeah. lies and yeah. conjecture and all nine, yeah. And it's working. Wow. So where are we as a nation when we allow mm-hmm. the truth to be manipulated every single time mm-hmm. into some crazy conspiracy? Mm. It's happening every single time. And it, it's this country is dead if we allow it to continue to be normalized.
4: Yeah. Well, to his point, I think it is on us to... to uh, uh, for, number one, do something about that, right? Start to begin to change the narrative if we can. And then um, secondly, simultaneously teaching our kids that there was once a time when <laughs> this wasn't the case.
0: Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of this uh, meme right here. You see, not all Trump supporters are racist, but all of them have decided that racism isn't a deal breaker.
4: Oh, wow. Interesting.
0: It's like they say, not all Republicans are racist, but if you're a racist, you're probably a Republican. mm You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like my Republican friends, I tell them, like, you know, of course you're not a racist. We've been friends for a long time. But you're okay with a party that is harming my people. Mm. Is that not the same thing? Mm. If you will vote for people that are going to enact policies that will harm my people... Why aren't you exactly the same as they are?
4: Yeah. And and the silence is deafening. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. The silence is, is, is making a statement. Mm. You not saying anything is making a statement.
0: Mm. Bomb show tonight. And yeah. I want to say on this microphone, thank you for holding me together tonight. Um, it's going to be tough, but yeah, you understand.
4: Absolutely. And you will get through this and God will uh, wrap his arms around you mm. and your family and uh, I pray that all of you uh, heal through this and uh, I, I believe it you know God is going to heal all of your uh, your your wounds mm. and things that you might be going through
0: I appreciate you God yeah. bless you and by the way everybody that is my DMs all you probably heard the buzz and all throughout the show people are blowing me up all throughout the show I appreciate all of you guys for uh, I said early in the show I lost my sister over the last few days and uh, it's you know, we're working through it, but I just want to give everybody love that's been reaching out and they're posting in the thread and my DMs, text messages. So mm-hmm. thank you, and uh, I'll keep you posted as days go by. Good luck. God bless. gone. See you tomorrow. Keep it on KBLA Talk 1580.